Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Fans of the 48 Hours podcast know that a good lead is always worth checking out. And if you're a listener who enjoys from the car, you'll want to know that the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, the new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain or wherever your story takes you. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. In search of more mysteries to listen to, get an Audible membership. They've got the best selection of audio titles from every genre, including true crime, celebrity memoirs, business, and so much more. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. I recommend The Art Thief by Michael Finkel. I love a good heist story. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. It's so powerful to see how my mom handled this situation. She's amazing, you know, and she's really, really strong. How often do residential kidnappings happen here? Very rare. Yeah, not very often at all. Shauna Hanley is at her home with her daughter, Isabella. Her friend came over just to come and visit with her. We talked for about five or 10 minutes and the doorbell rang. And so I went to the door and it's these two men these two individuals essentially present themselves to be delivery men of some sort. Shauna sees them, says, look, I have a friend over, now is not a good time. She goes to close the door on them. They force themselves in with guns. They started to scream to get the F on the floor and don't move. They handcuffed me in front like this. I was just stunned. I saw that my mom and her friend were handcuffed. I said, I have valuables, I have jewelry, I have cash, I have precious metals, I can get you money. Didn't interest them at all. I said, come with me, and she went, and then they came back and asked me, and I said no, and they just accepted that and left. They put her in the van. I'm hooded. They hooded me as soon as I went into the van. It was a van that didn't have the windows in the back, and it was just a rubber mat without seats back there, and laid me on the floor. And then they leave. These guys are heading out of town with Sean Hanley in the back of that van. 
One of the guys sat on top of me, you know, so he stayed screaming at me. He had the gun to my head. I was trying to pay attention to where we were. I could feel when we picked up speed that we had made a turn. I was like, oh no, my heart sunk. I was like, we're on an interstate or something. And the guy stripped me. They threatened to assault me sexually. He put a pill in my mouth and he gave me another. I said, what are you giving me? And he said, don't worry about that. And so I guess I started to maybe drift a little and I started praying. So this particular day I got out of work. As I was traveling, there was a wreck on the interstate. I got stopped behind a white van. I could kind of see the, the driver of the van was starting to get nervous in the mirror. He was looking at me. He decided to get into the shoulder and speed off. It didn't sit right with me, so I got in behind him. I put my emergency lights, sirens on. Then I hear sirens. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you, God. This is where the vehicle exited. It's a dead end onto a dirt road, which had been mud because it just rained. Their van got stuck. That's when they exited the vehicle and kept running. The siren stopped, and I just sunk again. And I was like, what happened? Did I imagine the sirens? What's going on? And I'm full of anxiety. When you approach the van, you've got your gun drawn? Yes, sir. I opened the rear door of the van, and in the van, what I thought was a mannequin moved. It scared me, it startled me, so I jumped back and I shut the door. I said, oh my God, things aren't always what they seem. Nature is a dangerous place. On Monsters Inside Me, the podcast, listen to the life or death experiences of people who have survived animal attacks, natural disasters, and deadly parasites alike. Featuring audio from Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and Animal Planet, from hit shows like This Came Out of Me, Nature's Deadliest, Still Alive, and I Was Prey. Listen to Monsters Inside Me wherever you get your podcasts. June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android.
I didn't know what was going on with my mom. There was no one really telling me what was happening. Police say the woman was forcefully removed from her home in Lafayette. With her childhood home now a crime scene, and her mother, Shonda Hanley, just abducted by armed intruders, Isabella Cumberland found herself confused amidst a crowd of investigators and forensic analysts. They wanted to go over the fingerprints on the doors, upstairs, my phone, and it just kind of felt like I was another piece of evidence. Isabella, then just 14 years old, was trying to process the site of the violent kidnapping she had just witnessed at her family's home in Lafayette, Louisiana, on August 6th, 2017. As they're driving away with her, did you think that was the last time you'd ever see her? I thought there was a chance. Lafayette investigators and Isabella had no idea that about an hour after the kidnapping, just across the state near Baton Rouge, Chad Martin, an Iberville Parish Sheriff's deputy, had just pulled over a suspicious white van after a brief pursuit. There were two men inside. When they pulled into this parking spot, they got stuck in the mud. So the men jump out and they take off running. And right behind us is the intercoastal waterway. They jump in and disappear. And when Martin went to clear that vehicle, he discovered Shonda Handley, handcuffed and naked in the back. She looked at me, and I'll never forget this. She said, are you the real police or are you the one that's going to kill me? And he was like, you're safe. You're safe. Just minutes before, Martin was rushing home for Sunday dinner in his squad car after clocking out, unaware of Shonda's kidnapping nearly 60 miles away. His biggest worry at that time was his wife's wrath. I heard you were habitually late for dinners. I had a tendency Uh to be Uh late for everything. Now, he had unwittingly made the rescue of a lifetime. What's going through your head? I mean... You were just trying to pull over a couple of guys who looked a little suspicious. I can't really tell you what was going through my head. Almost like I went into like robot mode, and I was just trying to get this woman help. Shonda told him a harrowing story, that the kidnappers had drugged her and threatened to rape her and kill her. If not for Chad Martin. Oh, I would be dead. I can't even imagine, but I know it wasn't going to be quick and swift. Martin relayed the news of Shonda's rescue to dispatch, and it soon reached Isabella. Whenever they told me that she was safe, I felt this relief. Law enforcement began to ask questions. Who were Shonda's kidnappers? And why did they abduct her? But for Shonda, there was no mystery who was behind it. She had said that she believed that her husband is the one that had paid them to kill her. Her estranged husband, Michael Handley. Shonda says that before the difficult months leading up to the kidnapping, Michael would have been the last person she could have imagined would harm her. They had met in 2005 through friends in Lafayette, at a time when both were single parents and emerging from failed marriages. He was really catering and just sweet and compassionate. Another thing they had in common? Both were in recovery for addiction. At that time, I had been sober for about 18 years. Oh, wow. Michael was newly clean and sober. He had about a year. The new couple hit it off, and a year later, they were married in Hawaii. Isabella took an immediate liking to Michael. 
He, well, was my dad from when I was two years old. And so that's how I saw him, was really as my dad. In 2007, Michael and Shonda found success, channeling their experience in recovery into a new business. We're going to provide care and we're going to meet you where you are. Partnering with a doctor to start a chain of addiction treatment centers. So we wound up opening, at one point, I think there were 14 centers throughout the South. Eight years later, they made a decision. We sold the company. How much did y'all make on the sale? The two of them, Michael and his partner, we sold the company for $21.5 million. Wow. Yeah. But their life as happy millionaires didn't last long, say prosecutors Donald Connett and Kenny Bear. You know, money and free time with someone with an addictive personality isn't a great combination. Shonda was seeing that firsthand with Michael in 2017, less than two years after the sale of their company, when she found a bottle of Adderall with Michael Handley's name on it. So what we believed at our treatment center was that use of something like that amphetamine could open the doors to a world of trouble. So when I found the bottle, it terrified me. And I can remember telling him, this could lead to death. This could lead to something devastating. And soon things got even worse when Shonda discovered that Michael was seeing another woman. He was having an affair. And all I could think was like, I don't even know who this man is. Shonda issued an ultimatum. Michael had to go into treatment. But when he refused to get help, she made a difficult decision. I changed the locks and Michael was locked out of the house and he started to lose his mind at that point. And so after a couple of weeks, he said, you're gonna regret this. And then that turned into, I'm telling you, it's gonna get bad. The Hanley's life together was falling apart fast. Michael accused Shonda of assaulting him. She was charged, but later acquitted by a judge. All while Shonda was begging the authorities to see that she was the one in danger. If Michael wasn't apprehended, he was going to kill me. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to Amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's Amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
As Shonda Handley was recovering in the hospital, investigators were learning the details of her tumultuous past with Michael Handley. They knew they had to find him and the kidnappers fast. They started scouring the last place her abductors had been seen, this canal. There's a fisherman and he reported these two individuals waiting by him in the water and one of them pointed a gun at him and said, be cool. But as the kidnappers had been swimming towards freedom, the canal's unforgiving current had other plans. Behind me at the Intracoastal Canal is where two bodies were found yesterday. They found them floating in the Intracoastal Canal, drowned. Dead? Dead. They were later identified as Sylvester Bracey and Arsenio Haynes. What did you think when you found out they were dead? I thought, I'm not going to have to worry about them hurting me. As sad as that is. While investigators suspected Michael Handley was responsible for the abduction, proving it might have been difficult with their main witnesses, the kidnappers, dead. But Handley, it seemed, had made it kind of easy for them. Detectives are running the VIN number on the white van. That VIN number leads them to an enterprise dealership in Baton Rouge. So, well, a few days ago, an individual named Lawrence Michael Handley came in and rented the van. And then... A couple days before that, he went to Barney's Police Depot, which is a store that carries specifically police-issue merchandise. Handley was seen on store surveillance cameras as he pulls up and purchases handcuffs. Finding evidence allegedly connecting Handley to the kidnapping wasn't difficult, but finding him turned out to be the challenge. I'm asking if Michael's been apprehended, and they said no. And so they said, we need to, like, lay low for a little while. With a fortune at his fingertips, investigators feared he could be anywhere and a danger to Shonda once she was released from the hospital. So they came up with a plan of action. We decided on a safe house outside of Lafayette. Sid Bear, a former Louisiana sheriff, was part of the security detail watching Shonda 24-7. We had a Lafayette Sheriff's deputy in a marked unit on premises. No visitors, no package deliveries, nothing until further notice. Even in hiding, Shonda was feeling relief that Michael was finally being recognized as a threat after living in constant fear prior to the kidnapping. The terror that I was in for those three months, the kidnapping was nothing in comparison kidnapping was a blessing. What? The kidnapping is what allowed me to get to a place where people were willing to support me. In the beginning, how many people believed Shonda? Not many. But Shonda had found a fierce ally in Christine Meir, her divorce attorney. Christine knew all too well what Shonda had experienced the most dangerous case I have ever heard about, let alone been a part of. What made it so dangerous? Michael Hanley. He was constantly stalking her, telling her that he knew where she was, threatening her, threatening her daughter with harm. Shonda called the police several times, but felt she wasn't taken seriously. Christine helped Shonda secure a restraining order, but says Michael found creative ways to make it effectively worthless. He disguised his voice. He also used an app that picked up dummy numbers that he used to contact her. 
So there was no proof that it was him that was actually violating the protective order. And he seemed to be tracking Shonda's every move. He was able to spy on her through her own laptop computers. Her alarm system, he compromised all of that. Nothing was out of bounds. Michael's behavior was growing increasingly erratic, even though he was the one to initially file for divorce in the spring of 2017, he soon changed his mind. And Shonda says now he was demanding they reconcile or she'd pay a humiliating price. He says, some of our private videos are gonna go out to people in the community. Intimate videos? Intimate videos. Shonda struggled over this but knew she couldn't take him back. So videos went out to hundreds of people in the community. My cousins, uncles, administration at the school, political friends, neighbors. I sat and cried and was sick to my stomach. I almost didn't stand up. Just when Shonda thought she couldn't take any more, on June 8th, 2017, almost two months to the day before the kidnapping, Michael Hanley slipped into her house through the garage. He was enraged. He reeked of alcohol. He was, he was furious. And he had me pinned up against the wall. And I screamed, Isabella! Well, he put his hand over my mouth and he pulled out a gun, a nine millimeter. A gun? He pulls out a handgun and he said, if you scream or anybody comes to interfere, I will shoot you both. I will kill you both. Do you understand me? Shonda says that after hours saying anything she could think of to calm him down, she finally convinced Michael to leave. As soon as he walked out of that gate, I ran in the house, bolted the door, and I started screaming and crying. When Michael left that day after he had attacked me, I was 100% positive he was going to kill me. Police were called once again, but they didn't arrest Michael Hanley. I can see in your eyes that you're getting emotional. Oh, I felt as though I was being told that, that I was lying and that I was making it up. This is why women don't report abuse, because they fear they will not be believed. How many times had Shonda filed a report against Michael? I believe that the f actual reports filed were a couple dozen, if not more. As far as how many times was there an arrest made, there wasn't. Why? A lot of times he was out of state. Sometimes the investigators felt like they didn't have enough evidence to actually go forward and get a warrant for the arrest. After the kidnapping, investigators were confident that this time they had more than enough evidence to make an arrest. But could they find him in time? So somehow, Michael is able to track Shonda down to the place that she's seeking refuge. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to your next true crime obsession. Don't miss new BritBox original drama, The Sixth Commandment, which The Guardian calls as immaculate a piece of TV as you will ever see. You will hear evidence of extreme gaslighting. Help me, please. I am going to be waiting on you, hand and foot. Stream this plus the best selection of British true crime series anywhere, only on BritBox. Once you start investigating, you won't be able to turn away. Start streaming today with a free trial at BritBox.com. Does Michael Hanley know that the cops are on to him? Yes, because at some point he tried to charter a private plane. And so the pilot essentially said, I am not going to be taking you anywhere uh, because you're a wanted man. The pilot reported it to police, but Michael was long gone. And as he continued to evade authorities, Shonda got a text message from a strange number claiming that Michael had also been kidnapped, saying in part, pay the ransom for your husband and pay us 500 large or we will send him home in pieces. A day later, friends received a shocking photo of Michael. He was nude, handcuffed, and seemingly injured. And he's got blood on it. Right. It appeared to be from Shonda's kidnappers, but investigators knew that couldn't be true. We know that it obviously wasn't from them because they're dead at this point. Mm. So Michael is behind these messages. On August 11th, 2017, after a four-day manhunt, detectives finally cornered the multimillionaire. Once accustomed to private jets and five-star hotels, he was in this off-ramp motel in Slidell, Louisiana. We begin with new information on the arrest of a Lafayette kidnapping suspect. As they took an oddly smiling Michael Hanley into custody, Investigators began sifting through the nearly $10,000 in cash, pizza boxes, and illicit drugs, finding this to-do list. On it were things like burner phone, hair dye, cash. But its final task was even more ominous, says Prosecutor Kenny Abair, since Shonda's safe house was just 35 miles away. But on the bottom of that list were the words, finish the job. And finish the job would mean... In our opinion, he was going to kill her. With Michael Hanley now in jail, Shonda and her security team decided it was finally safe for her to come out of hiding. It was time to go home. And that's what she said. I just want to go home and rebuild my life. But with his track record of evading justice, Isabella was skeptical that the worst was behind them. I remember thinking that it was almost pointless that he was being arrested. It felt like he had all the power and he was going to keep all the power. Michael Hanley pleaded not guilty to a litany of charges, including conspiracy to commit second-degree murder. And prosecutors got to work building their case against him. Anytime you're on our side of the table, you start thinking, what's the defense going to be? We could not figure out what his defense was going to be. There was no question that she was a victim of a kidnapping. But, says Kevin Stockstill, the man who Michael Hanley hired to defend him, the physical evidence doesn't prove his client played a part in any of it. Were the van and the handcuffs enough to convict him? I don't think so. That is because, Stockstill says, there is an explanation for everything. 
It started when Michael hired Sylvester Bracey, not to kidnap his wife, but instead, he claims, to move some furniture. That was the reason Michael rented the van, he says, and made no effort to hide it. Mr. Hanley, you know, goes into the Enterprise uh, rent-a-car location with his credit card in one hand and driver's license in the other. So you thought you could explain to the jury, hey, listen, nobody who's actually going to commit this crime is going to go in with their license and ID and buy it themselves. Correct. It was all innocent enough, Stockstill says, until the would-be mover went rogue. Stockstill theorizes Sylvester Bracey saw Michael's desperation to get his wife back and decided to use it to his advantage. That's when he enlisted Arsenio Haynes to help him kidnap Shonda and hold her for ransom. So you're thinking the kidnappers could have wanted to extort Michael to get money from him so they would have kidnapped his wife? Potentially. And of course, he did buy the handcuffs. But Stockstill says he only used them to stage that fake kidnapping photo. So as he's bound and gagged, he's bound with handcuffs. It was just the latest example, according to Stockstill, of photos and videos that Michael had been sending to Shonda for months, showing him in emotional distress, and in one case, apparently beaten up in a misguided attempt to try and win her back. I love you, I love you. Because Michael had, he had a proclivity to try and stage these things to, to get, you know, sympathy from Shonda. But as the defense prepared to argue, that the kidnappers acted on their own, Shonda Hanley made a damning discovery while cleaning out a remote Mississippi property they owned. Shonda starts getting some of her personal belongings. Well, one of the things that they found was this camera. It was a type of camera called Arlo, and Michael Hanley used it for security. When Arlo detects sound and video, Arlo starts recording. That's right. That's right. Well, it turns out he accidentally turned the camera on himself. All put together, what did the camera record? I mean, hundreds of hours. Hundreds of hours. One of the first videos is from two months before the kidnapping. Michael is by himself in a hotel room and is apparently talking to himself. You see him moving around, and at some point he picks the camera up and he puts it in a bag. And you hear him say the words, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. Kill her. Kill her. Prosecutors believe the her he intended to kill was Shonda. And that Michael was even more explicit just days later in a conversation with a friend in the living room of the Mississippi house. They're having beers and they're discussing the issues that he's having with Shonda. The friend later said he didn't recall hearing what Michael said next. Michael says that's why she's going to have to die. So matter of fact. In yet another clip from just two weeks before the kidnapping, Michael Hanley is caught with Sylvester Bracey at that property planning how it was the perfect place, prosecutors say, to bring Shonda to torture her, and possibly worse. He specifically says, it's almost impossible for anyone to get in here. To which Bracey responds, and it'll be impossible for her to get out. 
I mean, did you think you had a rock solid case before that? Yes. Well, what did you think after it? Uh, I thought I must have done something right in the world. Then, in a move no one saw coming, I just want to know the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Stop it, God. I do. Michael Hanley agreed to tell his side of things. What is the strongest piece of evidence against Michael Hanley? Chat now on Facebook and Twitter. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. While awaiting trial for the kidnapping of his estranged wife, Shonda, Michael Hanley was held in the Lafayette Parish Correctional Center. But Shonda says even though Michael was behind bars, he continued to harass her. I've received a lot of mail, letters, while he's been incarcerated, at numerous calls. Can't they stop him from calling you? I guess not. On top of that, Shonda lived in fear that Michael just might get out. That's because at one point, the defense argued that Michael was suffering from mental illness and was not guilty by reason of insanity. When Michael was sober, he was a fantastic individual, you know, very talented, willing to help people. When he was found at the hotel in Slidell, I mean, there were drugs there. You know, there's no question that he was using again. I don't know the level of his responsibility, but I think it's a combination of um, substance abuse and some mental illness. For prosecutor Kenny Hebert, however, it was a desperate attempt to get Michael released. They did it so that they could get some psychological uh, professionals on the stand to say he needs to be out of jail and he needs to go to these mental health facilities. Well, we're talking about mental health facilities that don't have nearly the security that a jail has. Michael's defense team submitted mental health records showing that he suffered from bipolar disorder, complicated by drug addiction, which they say rendered him legally insane during the time leading up to the kidnapping. Two court-appointed doctors agreed, but the judge ruled that Michael was competent to stay in trial and must remain behind bars. Once they initially failed to get him out, they withdrew that plea. And why did they change it to? They just changed it to regular not guilty. While Michael Hanley's criminal battle was heating up in March 2018, 
his divorce from Shonda became finalized. Shonda was awarded all of the assets. There was only one problem. There is no money. There's no money. You know, millions of dollars vanished. Michael was a very eccentric person. He was obsessed with the collapse of the American dollar. So much of their money was in gold bars. Shonda said she had seen gold before and knew that there was gold somewhere on that property. And I believe people actually went out with metal detectors to try to figure out if he stashed it somewhere. Hmm. No gold was ever recovered. So there's all of this money that's unaccounted for, but we know it's gotta be out there somewhere. On top of being left with nothing, Shonda says she suddenly found herself responsible for repaying her now ex-husband's massive debts. How much of a hole did he leave you in? 750000 I can't comprehend how I'm now in a position where I owe this sort of money. Shonda felt like it was a slap in the face after enduring so much. But it wasn't all for naught. During the settlement negotiations, Shonda's divorce attorney, Christine Meir, had subpoenaed Michael for a deposition. And surprisingly, he agreed. I mean, that's wild. It is. I can imagine that someone with the arrogance that Michael Hanley had insisted that he was going to be testifying, it was going to be fine, because he is the smartest person in the room. Shonda's divorce attorney and the prosecutors had agreed to cooperate with each other. And everyone was interested in hearing what Michael Hanley had to say. It was a risk. Because he might go into that deposition and say stuff that really jeopardizes his criminal case. I've never been more nervous in a deposition than that one. Dressed in a striped prison uniform, Michael answered questions for 10 hours over three days. I was hanging on every question. I bet you were. Yeah. It was a chaotic and hectic time. I was living out of hotels. I'd been moving from hotel to hotel for several months. Michael was asked about his relationship with Sylvester Bracey and the reason he rented that van. I had hired him to move furniture. I rented the van to make a move, to move the furniture. He stuck with his original story. He said that he had hired movers in order to move furniture. And they went rogue because they thought he had money. I got a phone call. As soon as I answered the phone, I said, hello. They screamed. Um, they screamed, we've got your motherfucking wife. And um, I just remember because it was like I got punched. It's like one of those moments when you go into a top reel. But when pressed about the details of how he first met Bracey, I don't recall. Michael claimed he couldn't remember much about the weeks leading up to the kidnapping. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't recall. That's why I'm hesitating. I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't recall. There are big gaps in my memory. I don't know. I don't know. The reason that I don't recall is because I was high. I was living like a rock star. I was on and off medications during this period of time, and I was under the influence of substances. Mental illness is tough, you know? But he insisted. Despite the gaps in memory, there was one thing he knew for certain. I would not kidnap my wife. He would cry and say that he loved her so much. I don't remember. That he was so sorry. It was that type of manipulation. I have uh, tremendous regret. During the deposition, Christine pulled that Arlo camera recording 
in which prosecutors believe Bracey and Handley were caught talking about the plot to kidnap Shonda, the wife Handley claimed he loved so much. I queued up where one of the kidnappers was telling Michael, and you know, if she gets out of line, I won't hesitate to kill her. And I said, what kind of movers tell that to you? And his fear was palpable, and he said, oh, I don't know, Christine. People tell me all sorts of things. Michael Hanley withered under questioning, poking holes in his own defense with his own words. The civil attorneys provided us with those deposition transcripts shortly after receiving them. And with the trial date fast approaching, Michael's defense attorney feared the worst. We were of the opinion that he ran a significant risk of of a conviction. With the walls closing in, and hours before the trial was set to start, Michael Hanley indicated he was open to a deal. He would plead, you know, second-degree kidnapping. Um, The minimum sentence would be 15 years. The maximum sentence would be 35 years. Prosecutors Donnie Connett and Kenny Hebert say there was a lot to take into consideration. The problem with a jury trial is you, you almost never know. But I also knew that there's Shonda Hanley, there's Isabella. You've got victims that have to relive that moment if you go to trial. Ultimately, the decision to take the deal or go to trial was Shonda's. I was so scared that if we went to trial, that it could work out beautifully for him because Michael always lands on his feet. Once Michael's out, I'm no longer free. See more of the evidence photos at 48hours.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. In July 2021, all Shonda Hanley wanted was for her ex-husband, Michael Hanley, to stay behind bars. So she agreed to accept his plea of guilty to second-degree kidnapping. I didn't want to take any risks. I would rather the plea deal than to take the chance and go to trial. Less than a year later, on March 24, 2022, Shonda was in the courtroom to find out what Michael's sentence would be. Isabella was there too, as was Michael. What was it like to come face to face with him in court? It was so surreal, you know? And I think honestly for both of us, it was, this really strong, powerful emotion that we both felt, but mine was hatred. Hoping to help convince the judge to give Michael the maximum sentence, 
Isabella chose to give a victim impact statement. What did you say at the hearing? I really kind of told a story about how difficult it really made my life and how difficult it still makes my life because I didn't think he knew that it affected me as well as it affected her. Shonda also had something she wanted to say to Michael. I told him that he wrecked everything and that he destroyed everything and that how could you, like we had like a really, we had a good life, we had a good family and we, we adored each other. He was the person I most admired in this world until then. Do you think Michael understands his actions have had an effect on his former wife and stepchild? I th think that he does. You get the sense the guy's sorry? I think so. I think he's capable of remorse. Yet when it was Michael's turn to speak, instead of a tearful apology, he gave yet another new story. This time he admitted he did, in fact, hire the two men to kidnap Shonda. But he claimed it was all fake and staged so that he could swoop in, save her, and be the hero. What he really wanted to do was emerge as the white knight who came in and rescued her. It was a way for him to try to win her back, but he never really intended to hurt her. It was all a big game. In the end, the judge sided with the prosecution and gave Michael Hanley the maximum penalty. A Lafayette man was sentenced today in the 2017 kidnapping case of his estranged wife. Lawrence Michael Handley received 35 years in prison for the crime. 35 years. Minus five for time served. Puts him out when he's 79. 79. Are you okay with that? I'd rather he never get out. Are you still afraid even with him behind bars? Oh, yeah. That concern is something Isabella shares. Do you fear for your safety from Michael Hanley? Yeah, I do. Nothing could stop him. I just see him as a villain, not a good person, and I'm not sad about it. In my mind, he's changed to a completely different person, so it doesn't feel like I've lost my dad. It feels like I've lost a stranger. The now 20-year-old college junior chooses to focus on the valuable lesson that she learned from her mother. It's so powerful to see how my mom handled this situation. She's shown me how she can overcome something so horrible and turn it into something great and become an even better person out of it. Welcome, welcome to our house. I'm glad that um, you're here. Shonda has found renewed purpose working with others like her. She sold property, took out a loan, and opened two sober living homes dedicated to helping women get back on their feet. We want you to feel comfortable. We want you to feel like this is a safe place where you can start anew. It's been really, really rewarding. And you know, from my experiences that I've had, um, the challenges that I've had, I'm able to show them firsthand that we get up, we keep going, we put one foot in front of the other, and uh, we will persevere. An important part of moving forward for Shonda has been recognizing those who stood by her. And while she did speak on the phone with Chad Martin, that officer who saved Chad? her, she never got the chance to thank him in person until now, when we arranged for them to meet. 
so good to meet you. Good to see you again. Yeah. I'm looking at you to see if I can remember. I remember. I'm really glad that uh, I was in the right place at the right time to help you. Really glad. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like I owe you everything. I guess my greatest gratitude in you saving my life is that my daughter gets to have her mom and have a good life. Wow. Thank you. Give me another hug. Wow. disappears. She just vanished. Why was her husband contacting spellcasters? He wrote, can you hex to have her hurt enough? Maybe an accident or broken bone. Do you think Maya left that house on her own? No. No. 48 Hours, Saturday on CBS. If you like 48 Hours, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Join me, 48 Hours correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the secrets within families, cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved. Enjoy My Life of Crime on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Wondery Plus. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the Outer Lands. There's no crime in Pura. No murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free on Wondery+. Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.